everybody. Welcome back to In the Deep End. Today, I am very, very excited to have Faith Strang on the podcast. Faith Strang is a third-generation psychic healer. One of her main niches is past life healing, as well as manifestation coaching. Faith started her business using the healing energy of Reiki with people and animals. Her business has since grown into a modern-day spiritual oasis, including Akasha Healing, chakra balancing, channeling, and coaching into one-on-one restorative spirit programming sessions. She also hosts a four-week Cosmic Joy Club, group coaching with the purpose of clearing the blocks that are preventing you from aligning with your most abundant and joyful life. I've had the privilege of experiencing her gifts firsthand and can say she has changed my life in so many ways. I'm so excited to have this woman who is a real-life earth angel join us today. Welcome, Faith. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. That was a beautiful introduction, and I just love being in your energy. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And same same for me, same for me. We are so, so happy to have you. Uh, yeah, so I guess, so for a lot of our listeners, this is a whole new world for them, the healing, um, psychic world. So I guess what I'd want where I'd want to start is you kind of explaining a little bit more in terms of what kind of healing you do and how uh, what 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 it is. Mm-hmm. I would love to start by sharing that it took me a really long time to embrace the word psychic because uh-huh. there's uh, so many feelings around it. And there's this thought that if you're a psychic, you are sitting in a trance with a crystal ball and there are voices coming out of you that you don't understand. <laughs> and eventually what I came to understand for myself is that being psychic really just means you are attuned to the subtle energies around you. And so the work that I do and the work that I help others with in helping to attune them is just understanding that your eyes don't see all of reality. Your ears don't hear all of reality. And as we start tuning into that still small voice within, we are able to access so much more than what we've been taught, quote unquote, reality is. And Mm -hmm. so I combine several different modalities into what I call restorative spirit programming, which is the process of allowing the soul to rest so that we can begin the process of positively reprogramming the mind. And I do that through past life healing which means going into what's called the Akashic Records, which is essentially the iCloud of everything that's ever existed, everything that ever will exist, everything that's ever been thought. And we can go in and find these experiences that may have happened in a different lifetime that are affecting you today and holding you back and creating triggers around things that you don't understand. And when we work in this way, we're able to remove them so then you can really be present. You can really step into mindfulness and mind mastery. Uh, And I combine this with energy healing, working with the chakras, uh, talking to angels and ancestors and high frequency guides uh, with the process and and the, the goal of allowing people to become the joyful and deliberate creators of their own reality. Amazing. Amazing. And so I know for a lot of our listeners that that still is, that could be a lot of information, but basically we're talking about the realm of what we cannot see, right? That's ba- that's a, a large portion of what faith 
works with and what she's talking about. So what would be great is if you could go into a little bit further, specifically past life healing Mm -hmm. and what that specifically is. Yes, I would love to. It's that's really what lights me up from the inside. That's really what my my background, everything is based around. The past life healing is the anchor of my work. And, you know, we know through the mystical texts of all the major world religions that reincarnation is nothing new. It is not quote unquote new age. Uh, mm-hmm. People have had an understanding that this lifetime is not our, the only one for generations and generations and generations. And what I will offer people who are being introduced to this idea for the first time is that for me, past life healing, not looking at your past lives is like opening a book, a novel in the middle and trying to read it and make sense of it without starting at the beginning. And we know the effects of childhood trauma now. We know that those formative years of your life really shape who you are and how you feel about the world, how you are in relationships. And past life healing takes that to another level. We go back even further. And what we can and if anybody who is called to past life healing, who is interested in past life healing, is a very old soul because it is something that only calls to souls who've been around for a really long time. And what happens is, let's say, for an example, you have a past life. Maybe I'm in a session with someone and I go, okay, there's there's this image coming through and I see you in the 1400s and you were married and I see that your partner um, had to go on this long journey and you felt abandoned in that lifetime. And because it was not healed or addressed, those false beliefs carry over from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. And that can then help you understand why you maybe have a lot of sensitivities around being abandoned in this lifetime, in this time-space reality. So it's really about extending the story, about zooming out that the story that you have in this existence is not the only story that you've had. And this is one fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the story. And if we open up our minds um, to this possibility and we go into the, our past lives, everything in your own life just starts making so much more sense. Your relationship with your sister, the patterns you find in romantic partners, why you love what you love, the career that you want, why you get frustrated in the way you get frustrated. Um, my work really calls to people who have been through therapy, who have tried other modalities, and somewhere they just feel like there's something more. And I have Mm -hmm. found that past life healing gives you those answers and gives you the healing that can allow you to really step into your full potential as a human. Hmm. Faith, is it it fair to say what it makes me think of? My my friend's husband had, um, had a horrific accident happen when he was a kid. And something to do in his upper thigh. And he stifled that memory. And because there's a lot of science with this, you can kind of stifle the memory and the trauma in the muscle in, in where it was. And 20 or 30 years later, he was about to get on the subway in New York City. And something with the sound of the train and it, it something triggered this memory in his muscle and he broke down and started crying as like a 40 year old man and when he started like the entire memory came back of that moment as a kid and it was like this trauma of that injury and that pain 
had been stored in the muscles is is this almost like past lives is 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 the spiritual version of that trauma kind of stored beyond you know this time and in, in in these past lives is it similar to kind of that concept 100 percent, 100 yeah it is it is still shocking to me that I will receive what I call downloads um, uh, in a session that someone has no conscious memory of, and they will just start crying as we just start talking about it. And a lot of times we see the effects of past life trauma. And let's also be clear, we've had amazing past lives. We've had very joyous, very empowered past lives too. And those do come up in my sessions as well. Um, But a lot of times we see it with fears and phobias. Because so many people can relate to having these fears or phobias and they're like, I don't understand why I'm afraid of deep water. Nothing has ever happened to me. Or I am so afraid of dogs and nothing's ever happened to me. Or I was a bit by a dog, but it wasn't that bad. Right. And fears and phobias are always 100% due to past life trauma. For example, I have, um, I really hate crossing the street not on a, not on a crosswalk. It makes me very anxious. Um, it makes me just, I, I immediately tense up. My husband's from New York. So he's like, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. We live in LA now. Right. And I finally tuned in where I was like, I feel like this is coming from someplace that I don't really understand. And when I went into the Akashic records, I saw that in my most recent past life, I had been hit by a car and it had been very traumatic and affected the rest of my life. Now, Mm. how I dealt with that in that lifetime was not in a way that was enlightened or devoted to self-healing or like able to take my trauma and turn it into something. So it really stayed in the body. So as I've worked on that and allowed that fear to be released, I can consciously talk myself out of it and I'm able to be in the present moment and know that I am safe and know that I am in control. Um, but so that is really a way that I see the effects of the practice and it is exactly like having fears and memories stored in the body. Um, Mm -hmm. and we can have past life trauma that is stored in the body too. A lot of times physical injuries that you cannot explain or injuries that are taking a very long time to heal. I was working with a client on a shoulder injury and we had like 15 or 20 past life traumas that had happened where she had sustained an injury to that same shoulder that never got healed in those lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And so this is finally the lifetime with the knowledge and the information that we have through technology uh, and all the these modalities that are available to us that are allowing us to do these deep levels of healing that our soul has never been able to do before. So all of that is just, it's so, it's so interesting and it's so, it could give such great context to somebody who might be struggling with speaking for myself, a phobia or anxiety or depression. It gives you another context that maybe it's something deeper maybe it's something that is like an extra level on the spiritual level that could that could require some work so i this could this is probably a new concept for a lot of people who are listening but it's just to kind of dip your toe in to the fact that there could be other ways or other reasons that we might be struggling at certain in certain areas of our lives yes and we know at this point that you cannot just heal the physical body. We know that. 
right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, doctors will tell you going into a surgery, like if you maintain a positive attitude, you're going to be much more likely to heal faster in a more, you know, in in a more harmonious way, right? Mm -hmm. We know the book, The Body Keeps the Score, right? Massive book that's resonating with so many people. We cannot only treat the body, right? But Mm -hmm. we also know we cannot only treat the mind, Right. That's why there are some people I know who have the experience, you know, they're in therapy for years and years and years and years and years. And they're only talking about the same stuff over and over and over (laughs) again. Right. Therapy is amazing. Therapy has changed my life. Right. But it can only take you so far. And so when we add the spiritual element, when we um, again push ourselves to expand our idea of reality and understand that you don't have to accept pain. You do not Mm. have to accept anxiety or depression. You do not have Mm -hmm. to just be like, I'm just an anxious person and that's just the way I am. No, you deserve to be free. And there Mm. are ways to help you get there. And my work comes from people who are at their wits end a lot of time because they have (laughs) tried everything. Right. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, listen, let's look at the body, the spirit and the mind. Let's Mm -hmm. look at all of it. Let's look at what you've been through in this lifetime. And let's look at what you've been through in other lifetimes too. And instead of you trying to have to like figure everything out on your own, right? We we still, the, the collective, there's this idea that I have to figure it out and I have to solve the problem. And it's, and and I'm I'm just here to offer you and and people who who work in the healing arts are are here to tell you like no you don't have to there are a million modalities available that could be of service to you mm-hmm. you are so much more complicated and layered than you give yourself credit for and mm-hmm. when we are incorporating um, a spiritual practice when we're thinking about what spirituality means to us, what is our relationship with the universe, energy, the divine spirit, whatever you want to call it, the planet, along with how are you being mindful of your thoughts, along with how are you taking care of the body, along mm-hmm. with let me be open to these other things that are so deeply embedded in my subconscious mind that I can't get to them on my own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's, it's life changing, you know, that I speaking from my for for myself, I have have been an anxious person. And I I thought that was who I was. I thought that was a part of my identity, that and my phobias were a part of my identity, and it made up who I was, or my tendency to sometimes be depressed, right made up who I was, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And what you're describing this kind of like multi faceted approach, but not just from therapy or exercising. It's so much deeper than that is I think the point, um, Faith, that you're making so well is that to really address some of these knots that are so ingrained, it requires deeper work, which is, and which would make sense for those kind of repeating patterns that you can't seem to kick or break or change. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think what I where I'd like to go from here is how you got into doing this. If, if I, I personally know your story, but if you could share, you know, how you got here to this being your your whole life, your you, what you do. Yes. Uh, so my mother and grandmother were past life healers. They were introduced to a modality called spiritual response therapy, 
which is a series of channeled charts that you use with a pendulum to identify and clear past life trauma. And my grandfather, who died when I was three, and he and my grandmother got divorced um, many, many years before that, but that he was part of a, a rather famous channeling group in Detroit in the 70s, where they were communicating with star beings. Uh, there is a series of books called The Law of One Materials that his Detroit group was a part of helping with that channel, that information. So I grew up from the age of five with these very big concepts. I grew up in a really small town in Michigan. My mom was like, maybe don't really talk to anyone about this. And <laughs> But I was aware of the body-mind-spirit connection, of past lives, of angels, of parallel lives. Uh, and it was always just something that was there. I remember the first time my mom doing what is called in that modality clearing for me, I was started kindergarten and I had a stomach ache. I had stomach aches, which I know now are evidence of anxiety. And I was having anxiousness about starting school. And she was, she did some clearing for me around that. There was some past life trauma around groups around, I don't know, starting school. I don't even know what it was, but she cleared it away for me. So it was always a part of my background, this awareness. My mom started giving me spiritual materials, the, you know, some of those very famous Hay House authors when I was a teenager. And then I uh, went to an arts boarding school because I was going to be a performer from the time I was five years old. There was no question. <laughs> and because of my understanding of the spiritual realm, I was like, this must be my purpose. Like, obviously, this mm. is my purpose. I love this. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. I'm working hard at it. Like, this, this, is, this is my life path. Like, no question about it. Then when I was in college studying theater, that's when things really started to open up for me. I had a friend who encouraged me to do this work myself. So then I started using a pendulum myself. But so I was always doing it, always had this communication with spirit. I was psychic from a very young age, but I wouldn't have called myself that. I'm like having regular mm. conversations with spirit, but I'm not psychic. No, no, no. That's for other people. And yep. eventually after I moved to L.A., I, in my early 30s, I realized my life had become unsustainable. I realized that the dreams I had been so convinced were for me that actually that life did not make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I have a BFA in acting. I mean, I guess I could manage a restaurant. I don't really want to do that. And I took some time to go inward and and I was ready to burn down everything I thought I knew. I, that, was, that was the biggest awakening that I have had to date where I said, fuck it. I guess I don't know. I guess I was wrong about what's mm. right for me. And, mm. I, and I'm willing to totally lay myself at the feet of the divine. And when I did that, then, it's, then eventually it came through that, oh my gosh, like, girlfriend, you're a, you're a healer. You're, you're a third generation healer. You love talking about healing. You love facilitating it when you can. Like, what have you been doing this whole time? And so when that realization happened, I opened my business. I'd already gone through two levels of Reiki training. I, I went through the, the master level and I started doing Reiki for people and animals. 
and I was still writing. I was like, well, maybe I want to be a, a, a writer. And so I was working on the screenplay and I was still catering. And then March 2020 changed the lives of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was being called in the way that people talk about being called. I was like, yeah. oh, this is what a calling feels like. I know that this work is important and I know that people need it. And that's when I went full time in my business. I realized I was called more to the past life aspect rather than the Reiki. And I just started putting myself out there with my background as an actor. I was very comfortable showing up on social media. I had been in this realm for so long that I really didn't give a shit what anybody thought about me. (laughs) And I just kept learning and expanding and growing. And my, uh, my sessions then turned into what they are today. And it has been a nonstop bullet train since March of 2020, since I committed and accepted my purpose and my joy. Faith Lexi told me, she's like, oh, you're going to love, Faith is awesome. And I was like, (laughs) I see what she means. This is great. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) That means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. So, Go ahead, Lexi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, unless you want to, do you want to jump in with something, Tomas? Or- no, I mean, I was amazed. I mean, I was also just amazed at how articulate you were able to give us that experience and that story in like five or six minutes. Like, and and I'm I was so with you on every piece of the journey, and also feel like I'm looking in a mirror. I was like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so no, it was just it just really struck me. It's a really beautiful well, it's, story. It's funny just to just interject, like Tomas and I also had because we both come from an acting background as well and we both had this sort of awakening moment that it was not enough we there was something else that we felt we like called to do in in war for in an in-service way being of service to others so uh, we relate very 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 much to your journey and what you're saying and I'm sure other people listening can also relate too, to that feeling of, you know, that there is something more that you feel like in, in a spiritual sense that you're being called to do. Um, so we we vibe so much with uh, what you're saying. Um, but I think I also, I do want to say, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about the transition and like fully like accepting that this is, this is what you are going to do. If you can kind of like talk, talk, with us about was it just clear and was it easy, you know, it, uh, to kind of make that transition commit fully, or was there still a little bit of hesitation around that in terms of like, because it seems like shedding an old self and stepping into a new version of yourself. So, could you talk about what that was like for you? Leading up to the clarity was intense. Mm-hmm. And I think I struggled with depression for a very long time, probably, you know, starting in my preteens. And I went to, I was able to go to an arts boarding school for high school, which was an incredible opportunity. And I was exposed to so much, but it was Uh, a really extreme bubble of highly sensitive artists. 
uh, who were all looking for guidance and love. And though we had some amazing teachers, we also had some teachers who did not really understand the responsibility that they were taking on to care for uh-huh. us in that capacity. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, and then I, then going to college, I, I, I put so much pressure on myself and, you know, expected everything to just happen. You know, it was like I'd been in training for so long. I'd been doing this for, for so long. I just expected, you know, to just, okay, world, I'm here. And when that didn't happen, then I think that the depression, you know, really set in even more with the feelings of anger towards source. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we had a deal. Like, I thought we had, I, we had a deal right? (laughs) And we did not have a deal. And at the same time, I was dealing with a lot of health issues. Uh, I was dealing with some disordered eating patterns and it, it, you know, and things would get, you know, a little bit better sometimes, but I think it was a slow burn towards, you know, jumping off the cliff. Mm. And when I, so when I finally jumped, I, it was, it was bleak. It was bleak. I was like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. And I know because of some physical uh, challenges that what I was able to do for work was also compromised. So mm-hmm. it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. I am beyond grateful that at that moment I was married to my soulmate who, you know, and it's only because of him that I am able to be in the position that I am today and be the woman and the healer that I am today. Mm. Uh, so he was incredibly supported. He's, he's a musician. Um, so I know that part of the reason we were together at that moment was so I could have that support system at that time, but it was fucking terrifying. Uh, but I knew deep down, I've always known I'm supposed to be fucking happy. I know that's mm-hmm. my birthright. I know I'm supposed to be happy. I know it's supposed to be easy. I know my my life is supposed to be a lot more fun than it is right now. So mm-hmm. I am willing to let spirit show me which way to go. And I have no idea what that is. And I guess all I can do is stand here for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or however long it's going to happen until I get the clarity that I need is it has to come. I know it has to come, but I don't know what that looks like. And so when the clarity finally came, I was overjoyed. And it was just the biggest light bulb just went off. And I didn't believe when that light bulb went off at first that I wasn't totally convinced. It took me probably another year to be convinced. I think I started my Reiki business in the summer of night of 2019 and then was still doing these other things. And then I just, I just knew in March of 2020, I, 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 I just, I just knew, I just knew, and I had no fear. I just knew. And that if I kept learning about business, if I kept doing my own self healing, if I kept maintaining my vision of what I could how I could be of service to people, that there was no going back and success was the only option. It's amazing. I mean, and and Faith also could talk so much about the business side, which is incredible. She has such a vast knowledge that she's accumulated in terms of how to make 
and create a successful business. But I, I do want to just go back to something you said. It's like you you leapt without knowing. And I think that's so key to huge transitions. You knew that it had to be better than mm-hmm. where you were. Well, and, and, and I also... I mean, thank you so much, Faith, for your vulnerability around that yeah. because there's, you know, there's so many illusions of like, oh, and it just came to me. But like, thank you for sharing like the chaos and the absolute frustration and depression that pre- precedes all of this. I mean, we don't just, and then I woke up one day and this light and this wind came into my hair and I, and it's like, no, it's so chaotic and frustrating and knowing that you're, you should be happy. And, and that's not like a day or it, it, that could be years, you know, of just feeling like you're banging your head against the wall, trying to figure out what, where am I going? What, I had a plan, you know, and you, you said then speaking kind of from, then you jumped in and it still took a year kind of to be like, okay, wait, this feels right. And you've said since that point, you, you kind of feel like you've been on a bullet train <laughs> and so I want to ask you in that, in that since March, 2020, starting your business a little bit before that in 2019, has there been new do- doubts along the way, or do you feel like you're just getting more information or more signs and flags say, Oh, I'm moving in the right direction. Have, have more doubts surfaced or is it just, I'm moving in the right, right direction. I don't have any more doubts about this <laughs> as my career. Yeah. And I don't have any doubts that it's going to continue to grow. But that doesn't mean that I don't have doubts that come through. I still have stuff I'm working on. As long as we are on this planet, we still have healing to do. And mm-hmm. when I get a, when I get worried about money, when I get worried about this or worried about that, now I know how to hold space for it and to look at what's really going on underneath, which is always about how am I really feeling about spirit? How am I really feeling about source? It all comes back to that spiritual practice. Um, If I have faith If I have faith, that's why my name is Faith. It's not because my mom was religious. She named me after a friend of hers at the time that they haven't spoken in like 25 years. Like I picked my name because my life is all about learning to really have faith. So Mm. it's not that I don't have doubts. It's not that I don't have jealousy. It's not that I don't have insecurities. But now I know how to look at them, hold space for them, and let them go. Mm-hmm. And let spirit take the wheel. Mm-hmm. And that's so good. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And I think like, you know, it's it's and I, I do have to say, you know, and I and I, I, I work with faith one on one and in working with her, my own doubt in my own direction has lifted, not completely, but it it has um in, 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 in part so much to, to, to faith, but then also my own confidence in knowing that this is what I am meant to do. And, you know, being more attuned to the signs and being more, um, just feeling more confident in my, in myself, working with faith helped 
release some of those blocks that I had around those things. And I'm still trying to release as well. But that's, it's just, it's a very powerful thing to, and it is possible. And I want to just emphasize, because I didn't think it was possible to release doubt. I didn't think it was possible. Like I thought I was always going to be a doubtful person no matter what I did. But it's amazing that you can release that and you can start to believe in yourself in a new way. It's and um and and, and be confident in yourself. Uh and that it it is possible to ch- completely change your life. And a lot of that work is on the spiritual level. It 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 is. I've done it all. I've done therapy my whole life. I you know, I've done other practices too, but it's it's there's been nothing like healing on a spiritual level that's totally changed lots lots of things for me. Yes, Lexi. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That makes me so happy. Makes me so happy. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. And oh my gosh, faith is just so amazing. I mean, I could talk about this this whole podcast, just how amazing faith is. (laughs) And I want to get into some, because you're you're mentioning Lexi, because you've worked one-on-one with faith. Mm -hmm. faith, I was like looking at your website and just kind of seeing, you know, what you have out there. You do one-on-one sessions. You have the Cosmic Joy Club. And I think you have a new kind of offering coming out. So can you kind of tell us about like the things that you do and that you offer and why you kind of have different stuff and kind of just tell us a little bit about what you do just logistically? Yes, yes, yes. So I have my one-on-one sessions and in those sessions, they're just a conversation. It's just my gift. I'm able to access this information in a waking state. So it's just like having coffee with a friend. There's usually some crying, but there's always laughter that happens because we're all about joy. We're all about joy. It was important to me that I allow my work to be accessible to people because we know that a lot of these kinds of healing sessions are not available to people who don't have the financial means to do that. So number one, I knew I I, I value my work, I value my sessions, but it was important for me to find a way to make it accessible to other people. Um, as a business owner, it was just a smart business move for me to start offering uh, group uh, opportunities. And then the third, the real inspiration I started the Cosmic Joy Club was because I had people who were coming to me, uh, almost every single client who was having these awakenings, having crazy dreams, experiencing their their clairs, their psychic abilities opening up. And I was the only person they could talk to about it. And I just knew I need to create a a program for people to be able to connect with each other. And so it was really from that that the Cosmic Joy Club was born. And this is a four-week program that where we meet in Zoom groups of just four people a month. So I'll usually have three to four groups at a time of four people. So it's like I can take a limited amount of people every month. And everybody gets 20 minutes of one-on-one time with me. And spirit always knows exactly who needs to be in these groups. Everybody always has things in common. There are always spirit always knows it's amazing. And we also bring in a different light worker, a different healer each month to do an exclusive workshop with them because it's important for my clients to know that I am not the only person you're going to be working with. You are a multidimensional being and you're going to need a lot of people. So let me introduce you to these people who I really respect. I want you to hear their stories and how they got to where they are because everyone's story is totally different. 
And then we also have a Discord channel where we can keep in touch throughout the weeks. And this has is a global community of a lot of healers, a lot of entrepreneurs who are supporting each other, who are working through their own stuff, who have the vision. And it has been just incredible to watch this program grow. Most people do stay over from month to month, but I usually have a few spots open um, each each month when I open the doors as well. But I mean, it's really the hottest spot on the internet. Like it really <laughs> is. It really is. Well, it's, I mean, it's amazing because I haven't really heard of that. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've seen so many different healers, but I haven't heard of, uh, and community is so important. So to kind of cultivate that and also, you know, a lot of people protect theirs. It's very like, this is mine. And to invite, hey, look at these other dope people that I know that you should probably keep in your world. Like that, to be unselfish in that, but still provide a model where you're getting value, you're giving value and people are, are getting a lot of value. Like that's, that's not common in my experience, which is really amazing. And that is the future of capitalism. Right. <laughs> that is how we burn down capitalism from the inside. We go, we can work in, in this economy and still know that there's enough for everyone. And mm -hmm. there's this, you, you know, anybody who works in a restaurant knows that if another restaurant opens across the street, that's good for you. Right. That's good for your business. That's bringing in more people. So, you know, there's this hashtag collaboration over competition. And that's absolutely true. From the very beginning, I knew that my business was going to be around creating networks, creating friendships, uh, connecting with other entrepreneurs that we can refer each other to. And there is a, a, a growing movement in the, in the healing arts of people who are understanding, wait a minute, if we work together, if we collaborate, we can serve more people, we can be supported as business owners, and we can make this, this paradigm shift uh, accelerate even faster. Mm. So that is what I am all about. All about. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one more question specifically about the cosmic joy club faith. Would you say it is a lot of, uh, of entrepreneurs and, and healers and people wanting to know more that will help their own practice? Or is it people kind of very new to that world or are kind of experiencing their own Claire senses and activating and want to enhance or learn more about that? What's kind of the range of the people that are working in, the, in those cohorts with you? It is a lot of entrepreneurs, but not exclusively. Everyone is a healer, though. Every mm. single person is a healer, even if they're not earning money in that way. We definitely are on the spectrum of really talking about some out there stuff. So, yeah. it, you know, people who are newer to this world, it's it's going to be a little bit of a culture shock at first. But I think, you know, one of my gifts as a healer is that I understand that what I talk about sounds kooky. Like, I understand that the downloads I get really sound out there to a lot of people. But I'm very earthbound. You know, I, I, am, I am here to 
make the ideas of the multiverse and the existence of fairies and angels and talking to your ancestors. And I am here to say we can do all this and also watch Netflix. Like we can do all this and also, you know, want to go have a couple cocktails. Like we get to do it all. And so I think that's what makes this kind of frequency attractive to people is like, if you're new to all of this, like you are welcome in our space. You are, you know, it's going to blow your mind, but it's going to be good and really fun and really exciting. So there is there there is an opportunity for people who are newer, but most people who come to who come to the cosmic who find their way to the cosmic joy club are 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 a little are have been working in this field for a while. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And and I do want to say some the work that Faith is doing to normalize this, you know, spiritual development. And she does it in such a great way that, you know, it it does, it makes it feel safe for me to embrace my own gifts and want to share that with others. Because I think that's the direction we should all be moving in to normalize uh, the, the idea of spirit guides, right? And and I do feel like it's becoming a little bit more, people are at least aware more than they were maybe 10 years ago, you know, what a, what a spirit guide oh, yeah. is, right? Or of their birth chart. I mean, like there's so many, and this that's specifically in the world of astrology, and that's kind of like the gateway for a lot of people uh, to get into this work. I mean, there are so many more people I know now who have a knowledge of what their big three are rather than and big three meaning sun, moon, and your rising sign, right? So uh, most people I know know what those are. 10 years ago, no. Maybe you knew what your birth sign was, your sun sign, right? But like you, nobody knew. So it's, it is expanding and it is growing. And it is like, I just feel so strongly, this is the direction we're all moving in, you know, to have a greater sense of this. And, and to that, Lexi, I mean, it's so funny growing up. I, I don't know where this comes from, but you think of that idea like, oh, mind, body, and spirit. Take care of your mind, body, and spirit. But all we ever did was worry about our mind and our body. And whether you maybe were raised in a religion or not, or had a connection of something or you're atheist, it was really, it's like mind and body and spirit got, because, oh, that's like, whoa, 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 I don't believe in it. It's spirit is, is just been associated with either religion or God. And it cuts us off from the neck from an entire world yes. that is just, you know, day after day kind of being more open to what the spiritual realm encapsulates. And if we're never looking at that part of ourselves, like, like that's, that's to, I want, I'm trying to speak for like the, the layman's ears or like, whatever you know, who don't yeah. know. My favorite thing to do, Faith, is I've sent my mom and a couple of clients to Lexi who to get their t- a tarot reading for the first time in their life. <laughs> and I love sending just completely like, you know, and I was like, to my son, I don't know. I mean, what? I was like, just, man, just, you know, just go and I'm not going to tell just, just try it out. And they all, when I talk, they're like, oh my God, I don't know how she, and it's like, we don't know. We don't give ourselves that. And what, what I love about you, Faith, is you really are. You know, I could just meet you at a coffee shop and get in a conversation. You're very approachable to this realm. And it's like, oh, by the way, you want to hear this whole thing? It's going on. But it it just comes through you so strongly is that you're just very approachable in kind of saying, hey, there's there's this whole other world here that 
would, would really help to serve you and empower you in your life if, if, if you want to open yourself up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's, you know, it's so exciting that m- m- my business growing is evidence of how hungry people are for this kind of information because mm-hmm. we are living in the backlash in the pendulum swing of religion running everything running our our economy, running our government, running our culture, right? And so we cannot help but have the association with a spiritual practice and God religion, right? Mm-hmm. And it is so empowering when we are able to separate those for ourselves, feel confident that we can develop whatever spiritual practice, and spiritual practice is just what makes you feel good. It's just what makes you come away from the overstimulation of our lives now and be peaceful. We have gotten so far away from what peace is and how to cultivate it. And that's where the healing happens. And we have been through so many people in this lifetime, but certainly in other lifetimes, religious trauma. Religious trauma is very real and it is a very big deal. And I get a lot of people who come to me who are looking for a way forward after leaving the church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being grown up in that and always having some kind of feeling that there was more and it wasn't quite quite right, but they didn't understand around it. And 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 together we are figuring out what does what does spirit, energy, the universe, the cosmos mean to me? mean to me? What does it feel like in my body? I help my clients to feel what truth is in their body. Because once you feel what truth is in your body, you can only ever trust it. And we know that, um, you know, we, we know from modern science that when the observer, right, the observer of an experiment controls the experiment, controls the movement of the atoms. And so we know from that that everything is energy. Everything is energy. And so when we understand how powerful we are as an observer, when we can learn to trust, surrender, no peace is coming, affirm that everything is always working out for us and I'm believing it a little more every day, that we can feel so much more in control of our reality than we have been taught to feel. We have been taught to feel helpless. We have been taught to feel like a victim. We have been taught to feel like what the government is doing affects us and what's happening with the recession affects us and what's happening in the housing market and what's happening over here affects us. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And the more and more of us who are tuning into what is real, which is that we are all stardust, we are all (laughs) infinite beings Mm -hmm. with infinite potential, and the manifestation idea gets a lot of flack because people are like, that's selfish. You're just manifesting a million dollars. That's selfish. It's like, okay, well, that's we're starting because we've been so disempowered for so long. But as we are continuing to share these sacred spaces and manifest together for a better future for everyone, that's Mm -hmm. where this world is heading. That's where Mm -hmm. we're heading which mm-hmm. is not only manifesting individually, but it's collectively. But we only get to that point when we continue to do the deep, deep, deep work, which is not only what's happened to you in this life, but it's what's happened to you in other lifetimes too. Yeah. But the spiritual practice to circle back around is really the key. Because if you are just feeling like a ping pong ball your whole life, that's miserable. 
been there, done that in a lot of lifetimes, been there, done that in this <laughs> lifetime. I'm not doing it anymore. And I have found a way to, to, to literally create my reality. My manifestations happen quite quickly, which doesn't mean that I can say, I want a million dollars and it manifests in front of me. But it means that I can say, spirit, please show me how I can earn extra money next month. And then I get an idea for a workshop or a program, right? And or or spirit, I I would really like to build more community in LA. And then within a month, I've like got four or five different coffee dates with new people, with new friends, you know? And so we think about we're manifesting with the small things. And I know we're getting on a whole other topic now, but but the point is to empower yourself through being open to a spiritual practice. But most of us are so afraid to surrender, right? That there's a lot of resistance to allowing yourself to be soothed by something mm-hmm. greater than yourself. Yes. Oh. Yes. Preach, Faith. Preach. Yeah. Oh, I could listen to Faith all day. It's just, it's, it's just, it's so, it's so real and it's so true and it's so inspiring. Oh, just everything, everything you say. Um, and also, I just would like to share a little bit uh, also of, of my own experience in terms of like what you were sharing about manifestation. And then I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that, but how it starts with, and one of, one of the, 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 the affirmations that faith had given me and that I use every day is that um, I'm learning that everything is always working out for me for my highest good, or I'm getting more comfortable with things going well for me, right? Because sometimes you need to start small with an affirmation that you could actually truly believe it. And I swear to God, viewers, it were it, uh, my life has gotten, I feel better about my life. It's gotten better than it was because of things have shifted in my outward life has shifted because of this inward transformation. Mm. And it, and it's really, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, do I have a million dollars? No. But do I feel better about my life? Yes. Do I feel more grounded and do I appreciate things more? Do I feel more abundant? Yes. So I, it's, it's real. It's it's one hundred percent one hundred percent. That makes me so happy to hear that, Lexi. Oh, thanks, Tomas. Yeah, yeah. It and um and it, and it is a it, yeah. It's a rewiring, and it can it can take time, and it, it sometimes you do have to go really deep. And that would be great if we could talk about that too. The the kind of the deep work about that, but um, yeah, just a little bit of my own experience. Uh, well, and I guess. Tomas, sorry, did you want to say something? I feel like I'm, no. Okay. Um, I do want Faith to share a little bit about like how you view manifestation. I know you, you kind of shared a snippet of that, but mm-hmm. like, you know, people throw around the word manifestation all the time now, manifest this, manifest that. But in your opinion, what is manifestation? Manifestation is mind mastery. Manifestation is living in a space where you no longer feel subject to your mind. You don't feel like your mind is more powerful than you. Manifestation is some of the oldest teachings that we have. Every great spiritual master has been teaching manifestation as above, so below, right? Mm -hmm. Goes back, 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 back. Manifestation is nothing new. 
It is the process of understanding, again, that everything is energy and that I am not separate from you. I am not separate from this computer, this desk, the trees. We are all connected. We are all vibrating energy. And when I understand that, I am able to then consciously control my energy through spiritual practice, right? And when I do that, I am able to control where I'm headed. I don't know how I'm going to get there. That's the juicy part. That's the fun part, right? And for me, I don't manifest specifics because if I try to manifest specifics, a specific car, I'm probably not going to get it because I still have some doubt that I don't know what's good for me, right? That's what I'm working through. So I would have to get more general. I'm so grateful just the right car for me is coming into my life. Um, and so then I'm trusting, I'm, I'm trusting that this energy that runs through us all knows what's good for me and it is allowing it to manifest. I will share the story of when I got my hip replacement because part of my journey has been chronic pain. I was born with a hip abnormality. I had two operations on it when I was very young. I always knew I was going to need a hip replacement, but I thought I would be like the average age of a hip replacement recipient. And I wasn't. I was 35. And I should have actually gotten it when I was 25 because Mm. my pediatricians didn't tell me when I was seven years old, maybe she shouldn't play all the sports. Maybe she shouldn't work in bars and restaurants for 15 years. (laughs) I was in constant, constant, constant pain. And I thought Mm. everybody was in pain and nobody was talking about it. And I was weak. And I, and I was the problem, right? So eventually, um, in December of 2020, I realized I'm not working on my feet. I have freedom to move as I want to, and I am still in constant pain. It's probably time for me to get a hip replacement. I didn't know how I was going to get a hip replacement. I didn't have health insurance. What's health insurance? I didn't have health insurance. I was like, I'm going to have to pay for this $40,000 surgery, but I don't know how. And I don't care because I know I need it. And spirit knows I need it. So somehow this is going to work out. And I just know that. And within, and then I had a conversation with a friend, which is me, me saying, I know what I need that feels in alignment with spirit, that that is for my highest good. And so I trust that spirit is going to allow the path to show me how it's going to come to me. And a couple of weeks later, I had a conversation with a friend and he was like, oh, blah, 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 health insurance. And I was like, oh, that's maybe where I should start. What do you know? My husband and I ended up getting like this great, on this great new plan, this great new company. Um, and, and everything, as soon as I made that commitment, everything flowed. My surgery ended up being $125,000 because there were complications and I had to stay overnight. I paid hmm. two. I oh paid my God. Two. Wow. And I got the surgery that I needed. And my life changed epically. There was my life before the surgery and after. And I knew I needed it. I knew the universe would provide. And it did. And that is manifestation in action. And I will add one more thing. You're not just manifesting things. You're manifesting stages of development. I am so grateful my psychic abilities are growing up, are, 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 are expanding. I am so grateful I'm feeling more clarity. I get that a lot. People come to me, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. We say, I'm so grateful for this clarity. I'm so grateful that clarity is coming to me, right? 
I'm so grateful. I know I want a spiritual partnership. So I'm so grateful that spirit is showing me what I need to work on in myself to be ready for that. Right? So it's not just about a man manifesting the car, the house, the partner. It's also about manifesting what do I need to feel more grounded? What do I need? Show me what I need to feel more abundant. Right? And, 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 you know, it's, I am not manifesting a million dollars, but I am manifesting pathways to earning a million dollars. It's great. And spirit continues to drop that information down for me. Right. And so then I can also come together in a sacred space and we can together envision a peaceful world. We can together envision the needs of all children being met. We can envision our planet. Uh, healing and new innovations that are going to help to speed along that process. And that is real shit. That is not <laughs> nothing. One person saying a prayer is big. 12 people saying a prayer is is very real frequencies that are manifesting and getting anchored into this planet and sending out because we're all connected. Because there's no separation between us. Yeah. So manifestation is the process of knowing we're energy, knowing we're all connected, knowing that what what you what anything that happens in your external world is a reflection of your internal world. And if you go, well, what the fuck? I didn't manifest that. There's subconscious stuff going on. I, there's nothing else for me to tell you. That's just the way it works. So then we go to healers. We do our tapping. We meditate. We do our practices, our, our, our breathing, right, to help release whatever that subconscious stuff is so that what we see on our external, just as you express so beautifully, Lexi, we know is resonating with what's going on in our internal world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I would say that what you're saying about in terms of manifesting like a state of being is a million times more important than trying to think about manifesting material items. That's, yes. I mean, before I met Faith, that's what I thought manifestation was. You you, you want to manifest uh, uh, a new car. You want to manifest a new piece of furniture, no, you want to manifest feeling better about yourself. That that's what you that's and then through there you 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 have more of the gateway is through yes. that. Yes. 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 How is that new car going to make you feel? So mm -hmm. how can I feel that today knowing the car is coming because I have faith the car is coming because it feels so good. That car is going to make me feel so happy right? So mm -hmm. we do what we can to feel that now, trusting that spirit is allowing that car to come to you in perfect divine timing. Faith, where were you in my life like three months ago? <laughs> I, uh, I found, I found, you know, my, my, my connection to my spirit, but oh gosh, darn. I wish we had a conversation with you two, three months ago. This is so good. I, I love what you said there. You know, everything happens in your external world is a reflection of what's happening in your internal world. And that's something I struggle with or, or, or you know, I'm always working on this outside validation and how to carve, you know, my own internal validation and not seeking it out here because I don't even realize when I'm doing it you know, and to kind of, this, this, it's just so great what you, what you said there. And, and I've never heard manifestation 
described so clearly in the way that you described it, which I think was mm-hmm. super, super helpful. And I was already like, okay, well, that's going to be a timestamp in mm-hmm. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's important to be clear, too, that this can be very triggering for people. And mm. I understand. And I hold space for that. And I talk about that a lot in that if you're if anybody is listening to this and they're getting really angry, like stop the podcast right now and don't listen to it anymore. (laughs) If this idea makes you frustrated, then like don't worry about it. Keep doing your own practice. You know, I think that everybody, everybody comes to this awareness eventually, maybe not in this lifetime, but eventually in another. Um, But, you know, I I have clients who, who are who are dealing with very intense trauma that they've been through. And we talk about how if someone else says to them this, like, well, you know, well, this is just your subconscious mind. Like you really need to do X, Y, Z and allowing them to feel really comfortable and saying, you know what? I really respect that. That hasn't been my experience. And, and, and I'm comfortable that we feel differently about this. And so, and that's part of why I say my work is for people who've been through a lot of therapy and done through, been through other forms of healing. Because if you, if you are still in deep trauma healing, this is not the work for you. Like this is not it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing anything wrong or bad. Um, and if you never, if this never calls to you, that's okay. Like when you're in trauma healing, you're just soothing and you're in survival mode and you're just trying to get through the day. And that is a very important step. So just be there. So if anybody's listening and that's coming to them, like be exactly where you are and keep doing what you're doing. And don't worry about this right now because it's too much if you're in that space and that's okay. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The priority might be something else before it is, uh, you know, the manifestation, right? Um, you know, for me, it was a lot of you know deeper work that I'm still doing, still working on, um, you know, a lot of like personal investigation into why, you know, I, some of the behaviors I have, why I have them and what, what's the real, you know, mechanism behind them. And it's like this conversation I'm having with myself on a deeper level to really get um, at what that is and be comfortable with it and, you know, not shame yeah. it, but allow it and to hopefully then release it to some capacity. Yes, because you get to a point in your development. And for me, it's like every time a new fear comes up, I'm like, awesome, great. Like, what is this? Let's look at it. Because (laughs) now I know that when I charge through it, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more abundant, more empowered. I'm going to receive more light, right, in just my being. And Tomas, to go back to what you were talking about, you know, validation, which as, as performers, we, you know, there's this constant, you know, kind of understand this constant battle or there has been for me about knowing what my gifts are, knowing that I am comfortable in a public space. I am, I, I am able to be charismatic and that's easy for me. And that's a gift and Mm -hmm. not everybody has that. So I need to share that. However, if I'm doing it because I want like you said, validation. If I'm looking for love 
and acceptance and approval from other people, then I go, okay, how can I give that to myself? How can I go into communion with spirit, with the divine, with my various guides and allow them to just shower me with love because that's what they're doing all the time. They are celebrating me. They are cheering me on. They are excited and supportive. And how can I be in a space to receive that and really integrate it so then I can just keep showing up in a way that brings me joy and allowing whatever happens to that and allowing, you know, my voice to reach whoever it needs to reach. Right. And that I think, you know, there are so many, you know, performers, you know, acting is very spiritual. Being a performer is incredibly spiritual because you are in tune with the audience, no matter what you're doing. That's all energy. And you are expressing your truth. You are you are in the moment. You are present. You are in the zone, right? That's a spiritual practice right there. So a lot of performers find their way into the healing arts because they've been a part of it for so long and they don't even realize it, right? But being able to, just as you were able to express like, oh, there's an urgency here or something doesn't feel in alignment for me. How can I, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling desperate. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling betrayed. I'm feeling abandoned. Those are all false beliefs. They're, they're, they're false beliefs. They're your ego self, which is your small self. Your ego is trying to make you feel small. It's trying to make you feel disempowered. It's trying to make you feel separate from the divine. And when we are able to recognize those, right, because that's the first step is a lot of people don't even know the emotions they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So the first step is being to really able to identify what is this emotion that I'm feeling and then being able to go, okay, now how can I soothe myself and remember that everything's good. I am perfect just as I am. I'm exactly where I need to be. And I am so beloved. I am so beloved, right? And when we take the pressure off other people to make us feel that way, and we focus on our relationship with this energy, then there is absolute liberation, right? Because Mm -hmm. we are receiving this love from the universe that is here for us all of the time, but we have blocks to receiving it, beliefs of unworthiness, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And when we little by little pick those apart, find the reasons for them, past life trauma, present life trauma, is it living in the sacral chakra? Is it living in the heart chakra? Oh, is your thyroid underactive, right? So let's work on that too. Then it gets easier and easier to move throughout the world and be like, man, this world is fucking magical. It's (laughs) fucking magical, right? And when I say everything's always working out for me and I'm choosing to believe it a little more every day, holy shit, like things actually just start working out for me. And it starts small and you'll have to say it for probably a couple weeks before you start to feel it. But consistency is key. It's a muscle. It's just like you're learning how to play basketball. You're not going to be Michael Jordan the first time you go on the court, right? But when you practice consistency, then the snowball effect starts to happen. I see it over and over and over and over and over again, over again. There is not a single person on this planet who cannot do this. Cannot do it. Every single client I have that has worked with me long term and is um, does what I tell them to do. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. <laughs> Their lives change. They get happier. They get healthier. They find community. They feel more confident about their gifts and their purpose on this planet. And if 
if this planet, if 7 billion people were walking around knowing that they had purpose and they had gifts that were important to share with the world, can we, like, what, <laughs> what, what an amazing world that will be because that is where we're going. That is where we're going. There's not a doubt in my mind. Faith, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> great, great. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna listen to this episode at the gym, like running it because it's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is this is so good. It's real. It's. Like, you're, it's I mean, amazing. you're truly just incredibly motivational. I mean, you're you're great at at being a conduit of and just your message is. I mean, and your belief in it. And I listened to some of your videos and I was like, yeah, you're the same person. You're the same person in all of it. Like this is, this is who faith is. So it's mm-hmm. really amazing to just get your, you're just so excited and passionate about what you do. And, and it's beautiful to witness. Mm-hmm. It, Thank you. it is. And it's, and I'm, I'm sure our listeners, you can also sense how just like how faith's vibration is so inspiring and is so it hits you and it really it like it lights you up from the inside because that is what faith does so amazingly and so incredibly. Um and just and yeah, and maybe listen to this episode again because there's a lot to unpack. But I mean, like, these are the keys. I mean, and like a lot of what Faith just said is are the keys to living a better life. And because intention is key. And if you set the intention, I would, I, I would like to lead a happier life. And, and if you believe it, spirit will show you the way I'm sure you've had those experiences where just the right video pops up on social media when you need it. And of course, Siri's always listening. So, but you know, like you get just the right whatever you you have a synchronistic conversation with someone who recommends this book or who's going to this event and you end up going to it and it just soothes you in that moment and that's all we can do we are living moment by moment thought by thought right and so we get caught up in the bigger picture when it's you you it's good to have the vision but you just got to climb one rung of the ladder at a time and so you have to start somewhere and know that it's going to be challenging at first it's hard to basically brainwash yourself into believing that you are cherished and you are an infinite being of light and stardust because you've got, you know, the, 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 the teachings of your parents, of your culture, of your community, of your past lives. You have inherited beliefs from your ancestors. You're picking up on the energies of the world right now, astrology. So there's, there's a lot, but it gets easier. And it's about just carving out that time for yourself, drinking your water, getting sleep. Don't spend time with toxic people, right? And and knowing that the the not doing things and the pursuing things that are just fun, like that is taking action. That is putting the your life in the direction that you want. And you matter and you are important. 
And we chose to be alive at this time when we get to have all the access to all of this energy. And it feels like we're in this pressure cooker. But, you know, just like we talked about with the dark night of the soul, when you feel like you're at the bottom of the bottom, that means that you are capable of experiencing the exact opposite, the top of the top of the top. So when you feel like you're in this pressure cooker, it means something fantastic can only be birthed for you, can only be birthed and you deserve it and it's available and you're capable of it. You just have to ask for help. You just have to ask for help. Yeah. Oh, Faith, it's so good. I want to ask you one, one more question for our listeners. For those who are not as familiar with this, like what, what can be kind of a first step to, I guess, really like a, a first step to accessing the realm of the, sp- the spirit or opening them up themselves up to just like, I'm a big tools guy, like the tools in this world, you know, what could be a first step for people who are, who are really kind of unfamiliar with this, this realm, this world? Uh, the first thing I would say is check out stories and books of people who have experienced near-death experiences. Mm. Because what we see, which have increased over the last 40 to 50 years because of technology, because of modern medicine, um, you see that the experiences people have at those times is very similar to what people who have experienced who are very advanced meditators. And there are so many stories. It is undeniable that this planet is all there is, is not all there is. Hmm. Um, And so, and I think that that is a really great introduction, a really great kind of merging of science and spirituality to start to understand what's really out there. Um, You know, I would love to tell people to start a meditation practice, but that doesn't always resonate with some people. So what I would recommend is exploring some um, sound healing, sound bowls or frequency healing. And just like in your morning cup of coffee, take fucking five minutes for yourself and enjoy your coffee or enjoy your tea and look at something beautiful outside or, you know, just be in a space and just listen to some sound bowls or some frequency healing because that offers you healing and you don't have to do anything. You just have to listen to it and the frequencies offer balancing harmony to you. And, you know, and, and you're getting in touch with what's beyond all the noise, what's beyond, you know, the frantic feelings that most of us have all the time. And when you feel peaceful, when you have a moment of gratitude, where you're with your family, you're watching a sunset, you're eating a delicious meal, whatever it is, you just take a second and you go, yes, please. More of this, please. Yes, please. More of this, please. Focus on the joy because that allows more of it to come into your life. And for people who are kind of new to spirituality, it can be very overwhelming. They go, oh my God, I want to learn about crystals and past lives and meditation and breath work and yoga and this and this. And it's just like, oh, just one subject at a time. You don't have to go out and buy a million courses. Just follow what interests you. You'll spend the, once the door is open, you spend the rest of your life learning. I'm still learning. I'm always going to be learning right? And so once the door is open, just follow it one thing at a time. But it starts with giving yourself permission to slow the fuck down and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so good, Faith. And and lastly, I'm going to put all this in the show notes so everyone can find you and see what you have coming up. I know you have a TikTok, Instagram, but do you have anything new and exciting coming up that you'd like our listeners to know? Or what's the best way to kind of keep track of what's going on in Faith's world? Just kind of take us a little bit about what you have coming up. I am most active on Instagram at Faith Strang, and I just launched a new subscription service, which I am really excited about. This is the Cosmic Joy Connection, different than the Cosmic Joy Club. And so we are in our beta month right now, but I will be opening doors to that in October. And there are three different tiers. These are uh, This subscription service involves uh, one to three live events with me a month, as well as a Discord channel, or sorry, a a, a chat and a lottery each month to win a session with me. And there is an exclusive newsletter that goes out where I talk about a specific high-frequency guide, how to connect with them, my experiences with them. This past month was Krishna, working with Krishna. And so far this past month, it has been really incredible, really special group. A lot of the Cosmic Joy Club members joined, which I wasn't expecting. So, you know, people are looking for for more of this, for more opportunities. There is a special, the highest tier is for business owners who get um, access to an exclusive spiritual mastermind, which was amazing. And so definitely subscribe to my newsletter where I will uh, let people know when doors are open. And I will be announcing new retreats for 2024. So also make sure you are following me on Instagram and subscribe to my newsletter to find out when I launch those. I have one already on the books for next March that sold out in five days. So my retreats sell out very quickly. So make sure you're following me so you can learn about those, which I'm very excited about. So Faith, it sounds like you have nothing going on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank, thank you so much for, for coming on. I mean, th- this has been amazing. You're amazing. Your energy and everything that you're doing. Uh, I can tell you're helping a lot of people and you're going to continue to help a lot of people. Um, this It's been amazing you having on the show, having you on the show today. Thank you She's so much. Gift. <laughs> She's a gift. <laughs> she is just a gift. If you didn't get it from this podcast, I don't know how you're going to get it, but she's a gift. <laughs> Follow her on Instagram now if you have Instagram. <laughs> you know, As are you. <laughs> She's a gift. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Faith. Thank you, Faith. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.